Blitz the Mic Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me as always is... Nate P. Hey man, how you doing tonight? Pretty good, yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, no, we're a little, we're a little behind uh, schedule on this, but we're, we're here now, getting this thing's done, so let's talk yes, about UFC are. 235. I can't wait. Well, I think uh, our first fight we wanted to talk about was the Mazzani-Shazan fight, wasn't it? I believe so. I said there was an pre- early prelim fight. Might as well get that one out of the way. I said uh, I know that impressive uh, display of brutality was something to talk oh about. Oh, uh, Some nasty hooks. That was crazy. A barrage of, like, no defense, just straight assault. Yes. And it just it worked for it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe fighting an inexperienced fighter like that. I... Maybe, but when she she broke out of that clinch, landed that left jab, and then she just straight went in with hooks. She just saw blood. Just, just, just <laughs> she just saw blood. She, she just, just saw blood. Uh, that's all. So uh, it's pretty impressive. Four no record. Uh, you know, but she's in a tough division. You know who has oh, that man. division. Yeah, you know? I've got I've got it pulled up right here. I mean, she's in Amanda Nunes' division. I mean, yeah. She's got she, Holly Holm, Jermaine Durandamy, Raquel Pennington. I, I'd like to see her fight Raquel Pennington. She would wrestle her to death. That's what, I'd like to see her get some more big big names on that resume. But she yeah. is a definitely a, you know a very talented female fighter on the rise. I think and uh, said it was really nice to see a first round TKO. Yeah, this was her first fight in this division. She was she dropped weight. Even, well, she dropped weight to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's even impressive like a, in itself. Yeah, she looked like a beast, but she's not even ranked in <laughs> the bantamweight division. Like she doesn't even have a ranking. I'm looking at it; she's not in the top fifteen. But she just beat Tisha Torres, who was ranked. Mm, where is she ranked? Hold on. Hold on. Let's just not time to hear you. Yeah, there's no time to hold on. Go, go through scrolling of all this stuff. I believe she's ranked number seven. Yep, Tor- Tisha Torres, ranked number seven. Yep. All right, well, well, that, yeah, well our... let's go ahead. Uh, I was saying, I was saying uh, right now, put her in the ring with Nunes, who, who would win, do you think? Well, I mean, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy. What I, what I was going to get onto is I would like to see her fight someone like, I don't know, looking at it right now Kat Zingano I would like to see her she's coming off of a loss Kat is so it would be nice to see her take on an established veteran and see what she can do let's see I think I think that's the best thing as I said I'd really I like to see her get some names on that resume I don't, build yeah, up I, that. I don't want I don't want to feed her to a lion too early no no but, no I was but at just, the same time yeah. the way she looked in that fight I think that's hey man she looked ready to me so yeah I, yeah uh, I guess I guess moving on to your uh, I think you called this one old glass chin over here. Oh, we're gonna talk about Cody. Yeah, yeah. I think we should go ahead and pop. It was very much to talk about. Last oh, three, Cody, I, I said I was I, I was reading the article that the last three fights looked exactly the same. Basically, that that's it what was, I have in my notes. Well, really, that's, that's <laughs> perfect. It's <laughs> all three fights ended the same way. Oh, glass. Is what I wrote down as soon as the fight ended. I'll just read it to you. I wrote it down. All right. Cody Garbrandt needs someone to tell him not to be so freaking stubborn and quit trying to stand and bang. Three fights in a row, he's been KO'd almost exactly the same way. He's an emotional fighter, man. And he said, 
without, <laughs> just, yeah. he'll just stand right in front of him and just throw vicious hooks. And he, man, if he gets caught, he's going down. And that works good in a high school brawl, but you're fighting, sure. you know, you're fighting against so, you know, people who this is their life. This is what they yeah, train for. Cody, it's like They're Cody, not- man. I know you have a higher fight IQ than to just stand there, emo- full of emotion and fight like that. Like, what are you doing? His co- I don't know what his corner's doing. He fought TJ Dillashaw the same way twice. I I, I don't know. I, I think he needs to – I think I really think Cody Garbrandt needs to change the scenery. I think he needs a new camp. I think he needs to take a look at his coaching staff, see if he can bring somebody else into his corner. Someone's not <sighs> feeding him correct. Well, if he could make it to his corner, that'd be great. He didn't even make it there this time. He got knocked out first round. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Stay exposed and you'll – <laughs> Get that ding on the chin for it. Oh, oh man, yes, he he does it. He finds it every time. But uh, uh, what's what's your next fight? I think I uh, I think we'll go with your guy that you've been hyping up and hyping up is those Zabit, mm. Zabit and Jeremy Stevens. Zabit, I'll say right off the bat that I didn't think Zabit looked his best in this fight. He, he, he looked a little off. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, said, he said he did look his best, but he did look better than the other man, and that's all it took to snag no, this W. You're right. I mean, he picked up. He picked apart Jeremy pretty much the whole fight. He was Jeremy was being very aggressive, trying to push towards the beat, but the beat was just playing that outside game. He just check his. He kick his knees. He throw a little whip kick every once in a while. They'll teep him. He teep him sometimes. He just kept him at bay the whole fight. And every yeah. time they got to the ground, he just man, he he got control. Well, it's one of those things up. you get you get ahead on the you know as a fighter when you're ahead on the scorecard. You, uh, he I think it's pretty. Fight, and too. he once you know you yeah. know exactly what you have to do just to maintain yep. that win. It, you it know, was, in the third round, it was apparent. I you could watch them both. And to me, I have it scored as kind of a draw that round. It, Jeremy was very aggressive again in that round because he probably figured he was down. Zabit was just staying away from him the whole round. It was a really boring round, but it was what you got to do to seal the win, especially against a guy like Jeremy. Yeah, like, come on, he, Jeremy's tough. So, yeah, that, that, yeah, not discussing Jeremy. Said it's, yeah. it's, it's a decision fight, so of course both fights oh, yeah. are great. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to finish a guy like Jeremy Stevens. Uh, but uh, what, <laughs> at the what, end of that fight, say, say I got nervous. Beat is only four of his fights has been by decision. He yeah. usually does finish his fight, so you know that's pretty impressive in itself. But it did go yeah. decision for both fighters. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but the late shove there at the end of the fight between that Jeremy shoves a beat. I thought it, as soon as Jeremy shoves a beat. Zabit shoved him back, but the ref was looking at Zabit when it happened. And as soon as it happened, it cut the commercial break. I was like, oh, my God, what, what is going to happen here? He saw Zabit push him, but Jeremy, he didn't yeah. see Jeremy push him. Uh, and, and they came back from a commercial break really quick that time. And it all was fine, and it all was good. I think that was actually in a round two where that push uh, happened. Are we getting some conspiracy theories here? Or are we... No, there's no, no conspiracy that's, I didn't know if you... No, just thought something no. that was strange. No, I just I just thought Jeremy pushed him and uh, Zabit pushed him back really hard. Yeah, the, and the ref saw that, so that's grounds for a punch after whistle. I got nervous. You got but, nervous. Uh, anyway, let's move on to our next fight. 
Well, if we want to talk about, uh, I guess, some dirty shenanigans, I think we should just lead right into O-Biter, oh, 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 O-Bitey. Oh, uh, Mickey Gall? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mickey What about Gall, that? I, I, uh, which I'm kind of glad that we are recording today, because if I think we recorded yesterday or Sunday, we wouldn't have included this, and this is uh-uh. pretty pretty interesting. I said, you know... Uh, being, you know, Sanchez still won, but, you know. Yeah. Well, see, here's what (laughs) Sanchez, he had an interesting uh, quote. This is what he had to say about it on his bite. You can see it, that it is a bite mark. Did you see it? This little bee, he effing bit me. Can you believe that? But did I tell the ref? Did I cry or complain? No, I'm a warrior. You bit me. I'm going to beat you, and that is exactly what happened. And that's exactly, that's exactly what happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> that might that might that might have been the downfall right there. That probably fueled that second round <laughs> beatdown. <laughs> he put down a very good beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> he just uh, he had top control, and Mickey Gall could not do anything. He couldn't shake yeah. him. He looked like he was lost on the ground, and he's a jiu-jitsu black belt. But Mickey. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey, you don't anymore, man. You're a biter, in my opinion, now. And I just... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I, there's no room for that. My, yeah. my opinion's changed on Mickey, and that really sucks. I, I've been toting with Ricky, and I've been singing his praises. And uh, for that to happen, it really sucks. Do something, I, I yeah. a lot of respect for him on that one. That's a, that's a, but, that's a big stain on a, you know... Man, it, it really sucks. It did. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I don't even like, I don't want to go check him out on social media. I don't want to see what he's up to. I'm good. I'm good on Mickey for a while. He's going to have to really do something good to come back in my mind. Uh, and uh, I guess next fight we're going to, you've already brought her up a little bit today. Uh, yeah. Tisha, Tisha, Tisha Torres. and mm, Yeah. Yeah, we talked Zang. about that on the phone earlier today. Well, we just talked about a minute ago, talking about, uh, with, yeah, we talked about that a few minutes ago, too, yeah. With, uh, Macy. Yeah, the fight with Macy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see Macy fight Tisha Torres. I really would. I think, uh, Tisha Torres is a very good wrestler, but she was fighting somebody who was very strong for the weight class. Zhang? Zong, Zong, I'm sorry, I, I pronounced that wrong, it's Zong. I'm sorry, so that's a tough name to pronounce. <laughs> but uh, uh, the UFC's full of those tough yeah, names. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, so. But I mean, both of them had, from what I saw in the fight, they both of them had very good foot footwork. It seemed like Tisha was going for more takedowns than Zong, but Zong was stuffing them every single time. Like it was unsuccessful. So most of the fight was on the on the feet. When it was on the ground, it seemed like Zong had the upper hand, and she was laying down a lot of work on top of her. But both of them would just get back up every single time. It was actually a pretty good back and forth fight. Well, yeah, I said, I said, yeah. Anytime a fight goes to decision, usually, well, I won't say usually because sometimes there's really drawn yeah. out fights are just boring. But it's nice right. to see those ones are you know are kind of close and. It was a better fight than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, I thought Zong won round one and round two. Round three, kind of up for interpretation, really. Uh, 
No, I'm sorry. Round three, she destroyed her. She she <laughs> finished the, she finished the round on top. I don't know what I don't know what I'm thinking about. Dude, you probably she just fin- probably got another fight. There was like a minute in uh, the about a minute left in the fight. She was just on top, raining down punches on top of Torres. So she claimed round three. That's probably why I didn't even write it down. But yeah, she won round three. Don't even talk about that. <laughs> uh, what's your other fight? Well, uh, I guess we'll go with the uh, I guess the, uh, the upset fight, the Tyron Woodley and Usman. Uh, I thought uh, I think we both I think we both took Woodley on that fight. I think it's written style. Usman, this fight was my upset of the night. Uh, you this did say was, it, you said my it, upset it, of the night. Yeah, but yeah. I thought Woodley would win, but I it had my biggest chance for an upset because you had John Jones and Anthony Smith on the card too, and people were talking a little bit. But there's no way. But Usman, I thought had a legitimate chance to upset Woodley, and he destroyed Woodley. I've never seen a championship fight be more one-sided for the content, like the contender in their yeah. favor. I've never seen such a just a beatdown the whole fight. He had, I think it was in a round three or round two, he had 117 rib shots on Tyron Woodley. He was just holding him down, and he was in his half guard, just boom, 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 117 times. And that took the gas out of Woodley down the stretch. There was he just was getting pushed up against the cage, just manhandled. I'd never seen anything like it. But uh, yeah, he's a. I mean, it was round after round after round. Like all five rounds, he just destroyed it. Just, that, that just was, Sorry, I went quiet. I was trying to find the, the, the judge's scorecard to see exactly how. There is no what. need for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, did. I just wanted to see, see, you know, I guess put some numbers out there just to show, just to show you know, how one-sided it really was. Oh, give us some numbers. I mean, it's just an incredibly one-sided match. It was, uh, I mean, yeah. round, by round three, Tyron Woodley looked tired and out of it. He He never looked like he even showed up. So when he was walking out of the tunnel there, he was he looked sullen. His head was down. He had a, he always has his hood up. Yeah. But he was just he didn't look up, you know. And it something was wrong. There's something off. He's not come out yet, and I'm glad we're actually recording this a couple of days later because I've been waiting on this. He hasn't come out and said that he had an injury of any kind. He just said no. he was beat by the better man that night. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, good, on him, good on him for that. Yeah. And, uh, will he get another rematch? I don't think he will. Not right away. No, not right away. I said, I said Hoosman's coming up on the rise. He's 15 and 1, just one. You yeah, talk you about know. a guy that completely came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I, I try to follow UFCs religiously as anyone I know. And I. Usman went back in the day when he, I can't remember who he fought, but he said, uh, that was 30%. You should see me at 100%. I was like, what in the world? Like, what are you talking about? 30%? Like, I know you gave 100% in that, in that ring. I know you did. And, uh, so to say something like that, but then later he was on Ariel Hawani's podcast, uh, or not podcast, but his ESPN show. And he was saying that 
back then he had injuries he was trying to deal with, and that's what he meant by 30%. Now he's at 100%. He's healthy. Yeah. And yeah. look at what he did to the greatest wrestler in the welterweight division besides Ben Askren. I don't know. we got to see them fight, but they won't fight. Askren and Woodley are best friends. No fight in between them. Yeah. Uh, but Kamaru Usman, what I you don't think? know if he just had a one-day one where he was just amazing or if he just really is that good. Well, you say uh, Askren and Woodley's friends, you see like an avenging match. It was, it was, both guys are oh, up sure. and coming. Askren, is, is, could well, that be the next fight? Well, Kamaru Usman said that he wants to take about four months off. He wants to rest his body and come back again. Yeah. He, he wants to fight again this year, but in the meantime, Ben needs a fight. And he does ben, need a fight. Ben is looking at Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal over fighting over in Europe, and uh, he's already booked a plane ticket over there. Now Dana White wants him to run it back with um, failing on his name. He just fought him. Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler. He's uh, he's he's wanting him to fight Robbie Lawler again, but that's not it's... something Ben wants to do. He's no, saying, I wouldn't. He likes Ben. He likes uh, Robbie Lawler a lot. He doesn't want to fight him again. He didn't want to fight him in the first place, and I don't think. And, and this kind of transitions us right into the Askren fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that Askren fight, I uh, said so that was my fight of the night, and it was. It was I thought it was going to be a short one. Uh, as soon as he picked right. him up, I was like, well, I can go ahead. It's going to be commercial break here soon. Go get me a drink or something. He picked him up. <laughs> And landed him square on his head, oh and then got on top of this man, and just started raining. And asking this whole time, stayed stayed with it, followed the punches, tried to find, see seek an opportunity to, to turn the bat, tides in his favor. And by golly, did he turn the tides in his favor? He got he got he hooked the arm, got uh-huh. got him where he needed to be, and. He never stopped trying to secure his arms. He never stopped. Never, never stopped. He, you know. he was getting beaten, and you could see while he was getting beaten, his head whipped back. He was still trying to grab a hold of Robbie's arms. As Dillashaw <laughs> like to say, you know, he showed him something. He showed the ref something. It was working. Yeah, and uh, and then him. which leads us into what the, the controversial stoppage. Well, about that. Now, I'm a firm believer that was a that was a, a great stoppage. I I'm going to firmly say I'm a believer in the stoppage. You uh now I know the big speculation he wasn't hooked in right, you know, he had the it looked like I know when he first went in at the camera angle it looks like he does have the arm around the chin, but then they get up against the cage and you yeah. really don't see where that arm lands. But what you do see is Robbie Lawyer's arm fl- fall lifeless to the mat. Yeah. I've watched this like thirty times. It, I think the I think when his arm hit the mat, I think that's what brought him to kind of. Yeah. I think when when he started the fight, arm fell. You know, his arm fell. Ref saying it stops the fight, but that collision with you know his arm hitting the mat brought him to, I believe. And he think in Robbie's mind, he might have thought he never passed out, but he was uh, arm he went was, lifeless. And if he, he says and a veteran fighter knows that you know your arm falls like that, ref's yeah. gonna call call stoppage. He has to. And if people and people want to get mad about that early stoppage, it's like, what, what, what more do you want him to do? Pass yeah. him out to until he's lifeless, and then get the defibrillators out. You know, is that the way we're going to do, do fights exactly. now? Exactly. I mean, you know, it's like he's, I don't I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the ifs and or buts on whether or not yeah, yeah. he was out. Only Robbie knows the truth, and that's 
What's done is done, man. That said, you know, Ben Funky Askren is a warrior, a gladiator, a survivor. Just one tough son of a gun. Now, now let me ask you a question. I got a question for you. Yeah. This fight, this, this fight that you fight in the UFC, judging by this fight, is the trade that we made for Dimitri Char- Dimitri Johnson. It was. Oh. You, you think it's going to be worth it in the long run? Do you think we made a good? You, know, you think Dan White? Made, I'm saying we, like I own part of the UFC. You think <laughs> Dan White made a well, wise decision? Yeah, we we, are, we 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 put our money down, okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> we are part of the UFC. Man. Yeah, yeah. Somewhat in fandom. So, in, in, in fandom. In, in fandom, you know, we love but, the UFC. Uh, but uh, um, but do you think it was a good smart move getting rid of Mighty Mouse? It's Mighty Mouse, and you let and you pick up Ben Askren. I do. I think it was a great thing. I think He's, if I, we could do it again, I'd do it again. I, I'm so happy Funky Ben's in the UFC. I've been wanting him in here for so long, dude. I'm, now I'm, the trade was great because now I mean, do you do you think that's good just because Ben Askren's a welterweight fighter yeah. and and you know Mighty Mouse didn't have no one had no, other than you know Henry Cejudo uh, Henry Cejudo yeah it's like really name some other people out of the flyweight division it's like or like you know well, gets you excited and pumped you know on. what I mean. He's beat. All right, let's see the number Off, two. Yeah. The number two contender in flyweight. He's beat Joseph Benavides. Mm-hmm. Number three, Ray Borg. We all saw what he did to Ray Borg. He put the flying armbar on Ray up Ray Borg like he was some kind of white belt or something. So yeah, I mean Demetrius ran through his division. Even in the Henry Cejudo fight, I I would argue that he won that fight. Yeah. So I I, I many do many do many do Henry Cejudo Dana White they want to do what they want to do. So, Demetrius, he can go fight the Asian people, and he's going to do well. He's going to do well over on that side of the world. And, and he's a big gamer. They've talked to him about, you know, wanting to do League of Legends, big, big things, you know, hosting I, uh, big, big events for gaming. And that's, you know, he's got a YouTube channel. He's, he's oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. yeah. He's gonna love it. He's he's gonna have a much better time. He's not a he's not a big crap talker. Well, yeah, exactly. I think that's well the big thing. Yeah, team. I agree. I, I I did read that where he's like, you know, to get people hyped for your fights, you know, you gotta, gotta go out there and talk, talk shit. And that's the yeah, that's that's the last thing he wants to do. And yeah, that's not what he's gonna do. That and, and but you know what, Funky Ben does. He's a great <laughs> crap talker, man. He'll, yes. he'll talk all the time. He says all kinds of crazy oh, stuff. Well, as I said, he said the lawyers, and once he gets it, once he gets him on his hand, you know, once he gets his hands around him, it's over. And you know, he clearly showed that. He clearly showed that. Robbie Lawler had more fight in him than he bargained for, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I cannot believe that debut went that way. He got slammed on his head and beat senseless. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, my God. But he got that bulldog choke in, and he wasn't about to let that thing go. And another thing is, like, let's say that he was – I know no ifs and buts, but let's just say hypothetically he wasn't out and the ref didn't stop it. There was, like, a minute and, like, a half left, like, and and Ben was dug in with that, with that choke. Oh yeah, yeah. He was done. If he, he wasn't, wasn't gonna, gonna tap, let it go. if he was not gonna tap then or you know be passed out then, Dude. get another five seconds. He would have been you know been night night. Hey, Askren can crush two watermelons at one time. Look into it. Go on YouTube. I mean, check it out. How many, how many watermelons so, can you crush at one time? I hope one. I don't know though. I would hope one. <laughs> I would hope crush, one. He can crush two at that's one time. The, that's twice so, the recommended amount of watermelon. That's twice the recommended amount. So. Robbie wasn't getting out of that choke, and he was no, going to tap don't, eventually. I don't There's believe no, he was either. He was going to tap, or he was going to go out. 
you can make someone go out from that too. Uh, that's, that puts that to bed. Yeah, we just got go into the main card. Main card, the reason that we're here. Still, John Jones and Anthony Smith. Well, the main uh, fight, you mean? Yeah, the main fight. Yeah, boy. Uh, John said, Smith. I thought it'd been a little bit closer. I ain't gonna lie. I thought the yeah. fight would have been a little bit closer. I will say, kudos to Smith. You know, he could he could have took the you know the disqualification, but he said he was there. He's there to prove a point, and he's there for a win. And you know, he he maintained, stuck with the fight. Uh, still, John Jones dominated. John Jones is John Jones. It's, the fight yeah. went exactly as I expected it. Except for the fact that Lionheart proved to be way tougher than I gave him credit for. He took a beating in that fight, and he just kept on coming back. I mean, now he laid against the cage for a majority of it, but he didn't okay. tap out. He didn't. Yeah, 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 the decision. He fought. I mean, he's he was there. He was there for every round. He can say that he fought round for round against the greatest fighter ever. John Jones is the best to ever do it, and it's not even close. He's great. He survived five rounds with him, so, I mean, I'll give you credit for that. So, what's next for John Jones? Where does where, where do you... John what's, Jones? Yeah, what's next? He's fight, his next fight's going to be against Tiago Santos. Yeah, that's Santos. Dana White's already came out and said that's what he wants to see. That When Dana White says something as, as assuredly as that... It, it almost always happens. He'll fight Tiago. All right. Uh, How do you see that fight going? John Jones is going to smash Tiago Santos. All right. It, uh, you heard it. You heard it, folks. <laughs> yeah, he's going to destroy him. But that's not to say that John Jones is out of the neck of the woods in the light heavyweight division. Oh, no, no. Not by any means. Alexander Gustafson is waiting. He's sitting there waiting. And I think their last fight, I think Gustafson won it. They gave it to John Jones, but that was the toughest fight of John Jones' career. Those two went to places that people don't often go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say about that. I mean, <clears throat> Lionheart's tough. John Jones is the best. And we got to see him lay it on well, uh... Lionheart the whole fight. I mean, we got, but we we have an up and comer in that division now. Who are you talking about? Oh, oh Johnny Walker and that impressive <laughs> flying knee. Man, I ain't getting on the Johnny <laughs> Walker hype train yet. Yeah, not yet. Not but you got to admit that yet. was that was quite the uh, as a, as a perfectly timed uh, you know hits to be delivered that by far hey. dude was going had his head down he was coming off the knee it just everything just fell cards and line, stars in line that knee was just i watched that thing probably about 50 times now it was one of the most athletic movements and the most timed well-timed movements i've ever seen like how can you do that the guy was coming in for a punch and he slips and counters with a flying knee most people, most humans are lucky to slip and counter with a right. I know. And he slips and counter with a flying knee. I'm interested to see what Johnny Walker does. Uh, We've never seen him he, tested. All his fights yeah. end so fast. He ends them, but I want to see what he is, is, is that his fault? Is that his fault? You, it's not a, I'm not you, putting any blame. You, I'm just saying I can't abort a train. Seven, I've never 17 seen. and 3? 
I can't abort a train I've never seen in the second and third round. Just can't do it. I mean, I, I would love to see him fight Jones. I, I, as a matter of fact, I would love for his next fight to be against oh, Ovince St. Preux. Yeah. Ovince St. Preux is – he reminds me I, of John I think Jones. probably with, with Jones now is he's, he's at the top. So, you know, you're, you're really not like what's next for Jones. You're, now we're, we're talking about – Who's going? Who's the next guy to beat to beat Jones? Who who, who, who do you th- who do you think in that division is capable of beating Jones? Alexander Gustafson. He's the only uh, one. Yeah, only one. You think he's the only one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the rankings right now. I mean, he. Uh, I will say, unless, John, John Jones. Johnny Walker uh, is the chosen one. Came out and said that training for this fight, he took it as seriously. Uh, he said that he underestimated. Alexander before didn't train for it. He said he wasn't going to make the same mistake for this fight coming up with Smith. Right. And I mean, if Johnny Walker is the chosen one, he's the chosen one. But I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. He's got to fight some people to get there. I would like him to to fight Ovunt St. Prue. He's uh, ranked twelve. Johnny Walker's ranked fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. And he just beat Misha Serkunkov. I can't say his name. He's ranked fourteen, so that'll jump him up a little bit. Glover Texier is there. Jimmy Manawa. Any, all three of those guys would be fine before he jumps up into the top five. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we need to see him tested. He, we need yeah, to, I agree. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying book the guy. You know, this way. I'm just, just no, saying. No, I know. I know what you're saying. I, we're just looking at an up and comer. But I'm just telling you who I would like to see him fight. I don't want to see him. Hey, man, how about we let him fight Vulcan Ostemir? I'd like to see that. He's a number five rank. He's he's ranked number five. Vulcan is. Yeah. And I don't think he's as good as he's billed. So. See what Johnny Walker could do. That makes me excited. Now that fight makes me excited. That puts a legitimate smile upon my face. Yeah, I would like to see that. Uh, what other UFC news do we have that we can share with these peoples? Well, what's the next? Uh, what's the next big um, event or or oh. uh, fight night or? Oh, that is Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is fighting Dos Santos. Interesting stat about Dos Santos, actually. Tell me the stat. Dude, you want to hear this stat? Dude, give me the stat. Most significant strikes landed by UFC heavyweights in history. You've got Cain Velasquez with 719. Stipe, 720. Andre Arlovsky, 749. Fabricio Verdum, 833. Dos Santos, 1,035. Wow. Now, the problem with that is Derek Lewis is not the kind of guy. You want to stand toe-to-toe and give significant strikes with. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> and also, he's not the kind of guy who's going to throw very many punches. So, Derek Lewis usually takes a lot of punishment into the – until he finds that perfect shot, can he withstand the punishment? That's going to be the question. Is this a three-round fight or a five-round fight? That actually matters a whole lot here. Let's find that out real quick. That makes a difference to me. Before I can tell you who I, my prediction yeah. is. Well, uh, just uh, speaking about like, but as I said, if he underestimates 
Lewis going into this. I know he's a significant striker, and but you know, we we've seen it where a match is clearly in someone's favor, Volkov, and he got close to. He got close enough to Lewis, and that's all Lewis really needs is one clean hit, and it's it's over. But as an overall, like a well-rounded fight, fighter, I, I've always been of the opinion that Derek, you know, Derek Lewis is just that he has that strong arm. And oh yeah, uh, now this is the main event fight, so I'm going to assume that it's a five-round fight. Yeah, Dos Santos is going to have to lay it on him, lay it on him quick. Because you don't, maybe he can wrestle him down to the ground. If you if you can do that with Derek, make him tired, make him carry your weight for a few rounds, you can seal the deal on him. Mm-hmm. But it just takes one punch. That's all it takes. I think I'm gonna have to go with my balls was hot, Derek Lewis. Yeah, yeah, Derek Lewis. Yep. Ah. His balls are hot. <laughs> yeah, his balls are hot. Yep. So, uh, and he's, he's coming off, you know, he's coming off that loss. So he's, is he still relevant? You know, this is a fight. Is he going to still be relevant or is he just going to be another stepping stone for someone else? So we'll see. The thing about, they're both veterans. I don't know who's going to, Derek Lewis needs this win though. He really needs this win. Dos Santos does too, but for Derek Lewis and his balls, he needs it badder. So <laughs> Derek Lewis, yeah, I agree with you. Derek Lewis is in his balls, his yeah. hot balls. All right, let's so, get off the ball subject. For, yeah, it's free my balls. I think it's time to, to to drop it. I think uh, I think we need to go ahead and bring this exciting episode to a close. All right, I think we can do that. So. Uh, well, Thank you, thank you everyone for listening to our little post-fight yeah. uh, recording. This is Blitz the Mic, and you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us at, at Blitz the Mic. I'm Josh. Nate P. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>